Hey, and welcome to a Monday night edition of Jocks and Locks, a special edition. The week of March Madness starts, and we are extremely excited to be joined again by Mark, uh, who filled in for Rhino on uh, Friday and was spectacular, and glad to have him on again for his insight. Mark and I are actually heading to uh, Vegas together this week on, on Wednesday. Can't wait. And uh, going to uh, tip this week off and kind of just break down the bracket of, uh, of these teams and kind of, you know, maybe we'll help you guys out out there that are trying to fill out your brackets. Uh, God knows that there'll be a lot of people filling them out and a lot of people are going to be wrong. So hopefully we can steer you in the right direction here on Jocks and Locks. Mark, how are you tonight, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back on. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, on Friday, I think it was. And uh, for, for the most part, I think I nailed a, a lot of a lot of things on the head. So it's good to be back. Looking forward to the flight on Wednesday, getting that the hell over with, and then uh, touching down in Las Vegas. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, we're going to start off in the East Regional, the uh, – the Duke Blue Devils, the number one overall seed in the tournament, uh, open Team up. Zi- Team Zion, baby. I apologize for that. I forgot already. Team Zion opens up against the winner of NC Central and North Dakota State. We can Playing. obviously, but we can obviously. Uh, Team Zion, too, real quick. I mean, can you believe that? Played 40 minutes, as I said, in the championship game against FSU after being out a month. That was, that was yeah. wild. And I think, too, I think what you know, I might have mentioned on the podcast on, on Friday is, you know, I, I really believe that Krzyzewski and, and that athletic training staff were going to hold him out as long as they could to make sure there was yeah. no question he could go full go right when he stepped back on the floor. And it looks like that's what they did. And so no doubt. there doesn't look like there's any hiccups in his step. He looks uh, fleet of foot. And like the, obviously, uh, unanimous number one overall pick, I don't think there's any disputing that anymore. And so the Duke Blue Devils open up against NC Central or North Dakota State. We can kind of move on from that game. Uh, The winner of that NC Central, North Dakota State, congratulations. You'll get a a, uh, tournament victory, but uh, your tournament will come up a little short uh, in round number one. Uh, The next game is an interesting little game here, VCU and UCF. Uh, two teams, UCF, who kind of struggled down the stretch run, uh, had a big win against uh, Houston on the road. Actually, beat up Houston down there, uh, but kind of has kind of has faltered since and uh, just kind of sputtered in the mud. So uh, BCU, uh, always a uh, always a, usually a tournament team. They always they always seem to to, to catch a groove uh, late late in the year. Old Shaka Smarts, uh, old group of Old group of guys. Uh, do you have any uh, lean here in this in this VCU UCF game? Yeah, I actually like UCF a lot. Um, I think they're an underdog. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are. Uh, they are an underdog. Vegas. Yeah, and I, and I love them a lot. You know, going into UCN and and kind of making their kind of imprint on their season. I think ending uh, Houston's home win streak at 33 games. So. You know, I think they're – and, I, you know, we have a group chat going right now where, you know, I'm trying to evaluate these players and trying to evaluate these teams. Who's hot in March and February and playing their best ball then, not who was kind of, you know, playing their best ball in, in December and November. I don't really care about that. I'm looking for the teams that are most healthy, and I think UCF is, is kind of one of those teams that 
you know, is kind of hitting and it running right now. So I like UCF to, I guess, if you will, upset BCU in the first round. So I guess since we've uh, since we looked at it last, obviously we know these lines are moving constantly with all the heat coming out of these, yeah. these games. VCU is now a one point dog, so so it's basically you know near, near a pick'em game, uh, yeah. Which I, I think it's going to be a competitive game, but I do believe as well UCF is going to win that uh, win that game outright. So I do like I do like UCF in that game. Uh, we're going to bounce around a little bit, not going to be able to get to every single uh, first round game. Um, you know, kind of keep the podcast at least somewhat somewhat shortened. But uh, another another game that's really interesting to me that I saw this morning in the regional. Is LSU and Yale, uh, you know, and not so much along the lines of who's going to win. I, I think LSU takes care of business. I think their athleticism is just going to be too much for Yale. But the over-under uh, opened up at 160 and a half. And uh, to me, that is that screams under in a first-round neutral site game, oh, even though yeah. Yale likes to put up a lot of points, and they have, and they put them up in bunches, especially against Harvard. Listen, you're not going to run into any uh, uh, engineers or any, uh, you know, uh, brain surgeons uh, against LSU. Uh, no offense, but, you know, <laughs> LSU's going to be a little more athletic than what Harvard's going to give you. So uh, I think Yale's going to struggle to score the basketball some, and I don't think LSU will. But, my God, I, 160 and a half points is a lot for a uh, 12 – excuse me, a, uh, a 12 o'clock start. Uh, to to open up or twelve forty start in the East Regional to open up the the tournament. I think both teams might clang a few before they figure out the uh, figure out the rims. Yeah, I think that's something kind of too that you know sports betters don't really look at is when some of these teams are you know tipping off as far as game times. You know, the NCAA does a pretty good job of putting eastern teams and eastern time zones but like you said you know it's an early start a lot of the unders hit in those 12 o'clock games on saturdays so i i agree with you wholeheartedly there i think lsu's athleticism their length's going to cause big mismatches and and let's be honest lsu's not an offensive juggernaut either right uh, you know they they kind of they play good defense they they lock yeah, down and yeah their points come off of of uh opportunities they create on the defensive end and turn teams uh-huh. over and just use their athleticism to their advantage it's not along the lines of them being able to shoot the lights out like the likes of auburn um and teams that can just get super hot on you i think what you know i, I like to say what you see is what you get but they're very athletic but they're not going to wow you and sharpshoot you to death. So right. um, shout out to my Auburn Auburn Tigers. Big yeah, absolutely. And and uh, we're going to get to Auburn in a second, and and could have a little trap game there in a five twelve matchup in the wet Midwest region. But we'll get to that game in just a second. Um, another team, and and I think it's going to kind of show what the Big Ten really is this year because you got a handful of teams in that I think you could put in a blender. And you could uh, spin them all around, and you get the same shit out each and every time. And it's it's the it's the likes of Minnesota. I know the seeds are different. I get it, but Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and I'm not high on Purdue. I think a three is really really generous at 23 and nine in the Big Ten. But that's just me. I feel like you put all those teams in a blender and just pull out whatever the hell you want to pull out, and it's the same damn team, all four of them. We're gonna really find out if the if the Big Ten is actually actually has a bunch of above-average teams or just a bunch of shit. I mean, it yeah. really, what it really comes down to. I think 
a good telltale sign will be Minnesota and Louisville. Uh, you know, Rick Pitino's son uh, coaches against Rick Pitino's uh, school. Former, be, former school. Do you think the NCAA had anything to do with that, uh, or is that completely I would, random? I would not say that's random, young sir. I would not uh, say that's random. I would agree. And uh, you can even add Maryland into that mix of teams, like I said, in the Big Ten that just kind of lull you to sleep. That, But, you know, can probably I – I guess we'll see what the Big Ten really is uh, this tournament. So, uh, kind of wrapping up the East – is there anybody in the East that really stands out to you outside of Team Zion? Not really. I have, obviously, Team Zion making the Final Four and getting to the championship, but I like LSU. I really do. I think, I think on paper, the SEC was one of the deeper conferences, and that's not any bias there. I just think that LSU, Tennessee, Auburn, when they're hot, and Kentucky, I think those four teams could really play with anybody. Um, so I like LSU. They, they kind of stand out to me now. I don't think they have it easy by any means uh, once they get out of you know the first round and, and, and play in Yale. Obviously, they would probably match up with Maryland unless uh, you got Belmont up. That's an now. interesting – yeah, I think that's an interesting play-in game too, and it, it's kind of tough when you're choosing your bracket. I think Belmont and Temple, I think it's one of the best games of the, of the uh, first, first, you know, first round. So I guess it's the play-in game. I love that matchup. I think it's two yeah. intriguing teams. I think the American Conference was vastly underrated this year. I think that's why Houston got the – I know they lost that game to Cincinnati. I, and I think – well, I'm going to get to Houston in a second. I think that propels them to make a pretty deep run uh, after getting beat up by Cincinnati, who, you know, Mick Cronin does a phenomenal job of, of being able to adjust and beating Cincinnati twice already this yeah. year. Oh, Tough yeah. to beat a team three times. So. Uh, I think Houston is still a sleeper cell that I would not want to see. But back to the back to the East, uh, I got Michigan State coming out of that bottom half of the region. I think they'll beat LSU um, in the Sweet 16. And then I just don't think they're going to be able to do enough against Duke to get over the top. Uh, Duke, to me, their best defender is going to be able to defend against Michigan State's best player and the Big Ten Player of the Year in Cassius Winston. And Duke's just too much. You know, Team Zion – Guy's going to carry that team to the Final Four, uh, but uh, you know we'll, we'll get to you know the Final Four picks and championship picks in a second. But Duke, I believe, uh, walks through the East Regional. Yeah, I like I like Duke obviously as well. I think there's a little I have a minor disagreement with you. I really like you said the Michigan Michigan State. I want to see how deep that that conference really was this year, and I just by the eyeball test, I don't think it was that great. And I think LSU, with their length, their, you know, their defensive prowess that we were talking about earlier, I think they can slow down Michigan State and Cassius Winston. And I think, you know, I think he's kind of a, you know, he leads them. So if you shut them to him down and, and you're able to kind of put him in a box, I think you're going to, you know, LSU will come out on top. So I got slight disagreement there. But Team Zion's obviously going to run over whoever they decide to play. If it's LSU, Michigan State, whoever. Correct. All right, let's get to the West Regional where the Gonzaga Bulldogs are the number one seed in the West. Um, they're going to play the winner of Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. We don't really care about either of those two teams. Let's get to a couple games, though, in the first round that are very intriguing. There's been a lot of 5-12 talk of Marquette and Murray State. Uh, you've got two uh, absolute studs squaring off against each other. Uh, John Morant uh, is going to kind of be able to put his – put his talents on the main, on the big stage for the Murray state racers. And, 
you know, do you see – I know there's been a lot of talk about Murray State coming in and possibly upset, and I know I saw the line earlier this morning. It was a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite uh, as the Marquette Golden Eagles were favored by four-and-a-half points. Do you see uh, Murray State being able to pull off an upset there? Uh, you know, I, I like them at the beginning doing some digging in and doing a little bit of research, but the more that I read into it – I. I just don't see it happen. John Morant would have to really take over and have kind of a, a Zion-type game for them to, to pull off the upset. Um, I get it's only five points. It's down to four and a half, no, but the public is all over uh, Murray State. So I'll, well, I'll tend to fade the public here, especially in March Madness when you got a lot of people that have no idea what's going on coming out and going to throw some dollar bills around. So – I'll take I'll take Marquette moving on uh, to the to the next round. Yeah, you know, and every everyone's talking about Morant. I mean, you know, Marquette's got a guy there on a Marcus Howard that can flat out score the basketball as well. Really good, really. And good. to that point as well, you think I don't think he wants to get shown out against John Morant. So I think that's going to be a little extra incentive for for him and Marquette to kind of put a staple and shut the uh, shut the public up regarding. Uh, you know, the Murray State racers. So I don't really disagree there. I might, I think Murray State's got a shot to win the game if Moran absolutely goes bananas. But uh, I do think Marquette will probably slide by in a really, really tight, tight game. Uh, another intriguing, uh, intriguing first round game. And, you know, obviously, if you listen to the podcast uh, about, you know, three, four weeks ago, I was very, very high on the Nevada Wolfpack and still kind of am. Uh, but, you know, they go from a potential two seed or a potential, you know, final four contender now to a seven. I mean, you sit there and scratch your head at 29 and four, but they really have just sputtered down the stretch. And, uh, you know, obviously I think uh, youth can show its head sometimes later on in the year. And this team is not, nothing short, nothing short of old. Uh, 22 yeah. and a half years of age is the average age on Nevada's team. They're seasoned. But, uh, you know, can they bring their best basketball out again this postseason and this March, kind of like they did last year? Uh, do yeah. you see – how far do you see Nevada getting out of this region? I know they're going to have to square off probably against Michigan even after they get past a, a, uh, a tough uh, Florida bunch. So what do you think about Nevada? Yeah, so we can talk about it, you know, how the brackets kind of shaped up and if we feel like, in our opinions, who got a good seed, who didn't, or, you know, where if they deserve to get that seed. Now, I think Nevada is probably one of the best top you know, seeds after five in the country. Um, I don't – and I think where they landed in the West – I don't think they got a tough draw whatsoever. I'm not a believer in this Michigan team uh, if that they'll play if they do win the first round, which I love, love, love Nevada to win that first round. Just take a money line. I think they're a two-point uh, favorite right now. They are. They're a two-point favorite against Florida. Yeah, so I, I like them to beat Florida. I get it. Florida was playing good basketball. Uh, lost to a hot Auburn team in the SEC semis um, after upsetting LSU. Um, but like I said, Nevada, you know, the age, the understanding, I think Nevada personally was coasting a little bit. Um, you know, these guys are 21, 22 years old, like you said. They didn't really have anything to play for there at the end besides, I guess, their conference tournament. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, where but, they got beat. Where they got yeah. beat by San Diego State. Yeah, right. I, I, I just – 
I think that team's way too talented to be a seventh seed, and I think it's a disservice, obviously, to Michigan to have to see them in the second round. But yeah, Exactly. I think the thing for Nevada, it doesn't really matter. They're going to have to go through a gauntlet either way. I think Nevada as well uh, is going to march through that bottom half of the region. I just, I'm not a big te- Texas Tech guy. I don't think they're that great. And then you could look at it where, you know, I think a Buffalo team that's very, very uh, old as well, that's extremely talented. You could have a you could have a Buffalo Nevada Sweet 16, and it wouldn't shock me in the least. And then you get Gonzaga. You know, I think if you had asked us a month or so ago who the best uh, team out is west of the west of the Mississippi, you'd either say probably Gonzaga or Nevada. So then you could get yep. an Elite Eight game against those two teams, a seven and a one. And like I said, it would not shock me if Nevada gets to the Final Four. So on, on uh, paper, though, Dewey, who do you like? I feel like the West is probably the weakest out of all the out of all the. Uh, yeah, the I, I think you know? I think I think the Midwest Regional obviously is a juggernaut. We'll get to that in just a, just a second. Um, I think the West is is pretty weak. I think actually the yeah. East outside of Team Zion is bad. But I'm not high on LSU uh, as high as you are on LSU. Uh, but you get a Vontech team at four, uh, and Mississippi State at five to me is just pedestrian. But, right. um, you know, but but then you got teams like, – I mean, Nevada's a seven, I think, is a just a travesty. But um, Florida State is a four. It's a pretty tough four in the West. So and I think um, this is one of the first years that we're going out to Vegas where I personally feel like there's only probably five or six teams that have a legit shot to win to be cutting down the nets in April, like I talked about. I'd say five or six. Where years pass, I'd say there's probably 10 to 12 teams, but there's just really no elite teams besides teams Ion and, in my opinion, still the best team in college basketball in the University of North Carolina. So, you know, besides that, I, I when you're talking about these early opening rounds, I think it could go a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, you're going to only have five or six teams in that, in that final four that could really have a chance to win it all. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, I think all the ones obviously have a shot. Um, I'm not in on Michigan. I, I'm not, I'm not in for them to win it. I'm not in a Michigan state either. I do think Tennessee has an outside shot of winning it. If they caught, if they caught fire, Um, I'm out on Kentucky. Um, And then from there, uh, the only other team that I would give a shot to, and it's an outside shot, is the Houston. But uh, they got to run through the gauntlet of North Carolina in the, in the Elite yeah. Eight, and I don't see them getting through North Carolina. So, uh, speaking of that, let's get to the Midwest Regional, uh, where the Tar Heels gauntlet. Uh, wow. Yeah, the gauntlet is it, it is a tough, 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 tough spot to be in. Uh, but I think North Carolina is built to handle it. To be honest with you, I think they're a absolute juggernaut of a basketball team, and Kobe White is phenomenal to watch play. Um, you know, speaking of your Auburn Tigers, I do, uh, I really do like New Mexico State, uh, in that game. I don't know if they pull the upset off, but man, I, I do like the points there. I believe it was at six and a half earlier in the day. And yeah, they have a four, four they, and a half. They have a 14 man rotation and they just come at you in waves. One of the only teams in the country that plays hell, anybody, anybody passed about eight or nine, but they play 14 guys and, you know, um, you know, I, you'd have to think that they're going to try and jam Auburn up and make them make them run them off the three point line because right now the way Auburn's shooting the basketball, 
they can beat absolutely anybody in the country, and there's not a question in my mind. Uh, if shots are falling for them, they are absolutely dangerous. But, you know, it could be one of those spots where, and I don't want nothing personal, but where they could lay an egg. And, then when, and, and you know, as a fan, when they lay eggs, they lay them bad. And oh, so, there's no doubt. And that's so, interesting you said about the 14-man rotation, because if there's one way that you're going to be able to beat Auburn, it's A, catch them on a cold night, or B, you're going to have to have the depth because Auburn's pace of play is ridiculous. Right. Uh, they like to get up and down the floor. So if you, and you could see it in the, in the SEC championship game on Sunday where those guys, Tennessee was just winded. Their body language was awful going into halftime. It was, they looked like they had just ran a, a 4k or a right. 5k, you, you know? Right. So I don't, that is one way. That's really interesting. I would, I would lean that way. I love the line at six and a half, but when it gets down to four and a half, it kind of makes me lean Auburn. And I agree with you. And I totally agree with you. You know, yeah, that, you see how they're playing. I feel like four and a half, and I know it's not, but I feel like four and a half in, in March Madness is almost like a pick 'em game. I mean, because those mm-hmm. games are so tight late, and they just fall. You know, four points can be, you know, a possession, a foul, and then you know you're up one possession foul you know, go up four and then all of a sudden can't make a shot and it's a five point game and you go, where the hell that, you know, where did that lead go or where, you know, where do those points go? So uh, New Mexico state Auburn's an interesting game. Uh, another game what? that I, and I absolutely think is a uh, crying shame is that Ohio state actually put, was put in the basketball tournament. They shouldn't even be in the NIT. In my opinion, that team is absolutely abysmal Not to watch play. Team. No. And so uh, I'm, I would load up on uh, the Iowa State Cyclones, who are playing pretty good basketball right now. And uh, I just – I don't see Ohio State being able to keep that game in even even anywhere close. Um, the athleticism Iowa State, of yeah. – Iowa State reminds me a lot of Auburn. They like – they're athletic as hell. They like they to are. push the pace. They like to shoot a lot of threes. It's not a good matchup. And, you know, I think you're going to – you're not going to like what I have to say next, but I actually personally love uh, Iowa State to upset Houston in the next round. I think the way that they play, the way that Houston's playing right now, obviously no home court advantage for Houston where they're almost unbeatable unless they're playing UCF. But I love Iowa State. They always get hot in the tournament as well. They're, they're, very, they're extremely well coached. They, they do the little things. So I actually have Ohio State upsetting your number four team in the country, the Houston. So Cougars. Yeah, Cougars, I baby. don't, I don't, you know, I'm not even going to shun you for that. I think that's a good, that's a, you have a solid take there. Uh, uh, you know, Houston away from home. Uh, we, we, yeah, they, they, they basically handled their schedule with, with, with relative ease, but uh, you know, I, I know I said that American is, is, is pretty decent, but you know, you go on the road to play East Carolina. I mean, you might as well go to the local YMCA and find five guys to play a pickup game against because that's about what you're getting. I mean, 9450. I mean, come on, man. That that's not they shouldn't even be a Division 1 basketball team. Get them in the get them in a in a, in a lower in a lower uh uh conference. But yeah. I I just yeah, to me I, I think I think Houston is uh it's going to squeak by Georgia State as well and and I actually like like the Georgia State Panthers to uh, to cover that game, I believe they're getting twelve. I think they'll keep it somewhat relative, somewhat tight. Uh, but you look at that game. If if it is actually Iowa State and Houston, it's going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're going to get a lot of Iowa State fans there. You're going to get a lot of Houston fans there. Should be a really good, good, really good, really good game. 
but yeah, Iowa State's playing great basketball, and, and it wouldn't shock me if, if Houston runs into a buzzsaw and gets beat by Iowa State. So uh, let's yeah. talk about the pace of play, and we're going to go ahead and forecast kind of the, you know, the future of the tournament. If UNC gets to match up with Auburn, I can't wait to see the over-under line in that game. It might be 170, 175, 180. The way yeah, those two teams, I, they play at the – I think they're both at top ten and a pace of play in the country. They get up and down. They love to shoot. A lot of athleticism. I, that would be one of the key matchups that I would just want to sit down, relax, and and really take in that game. Well, I don't. I don't know if you'd be relaxing in that game. Let's just be right. quite honest with you. Hey, I'd be you'd be, pa- you'd be pacing. Yeah, you'd be pacing. But uh, yeah, that that uh, that over under would be close to about one seventy or one seventy five, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and and I know the Midwest is by far the best region, in my opinion, but. You know, I think I think Kansas is so over overseeded. It's not even funny. I mean, I, I'm sorry. You take Azubuki out of that lineup, and 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 that team's just not the same. And it, it's just not Kansas. It's Kansas. It's like uh, you know when they made Coke, and then he had Coke Zero. That's Coke, it's, it's Kansas Zero is what they are. They're not. They're not. They're just I like not Kansas. that. I like that. Do you have so, them beating Northeastern in the first? I round? do. I do. They're going to find a way to get out of there. But if if Auburn can get past get past New Mexico State, I like them against Kansas, and then you get a North Carolina matchup, because obviously uh, Washington-Utah State's going to pose zero threat to North Carolina. Uh, right. And so North Carolina should be able to control it until they get to Auburn, and as you said, uh, an Auburn team uh, Auburn team couldn't can knock out anybody. I mean, I, I put them past, put them to beat you know anybody if they're hot, but uh, I see North Carolina getting out of that regional. I do have Houston getting out of that bottom half of the Elite Eight. You just can't get by North Carolina. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to get to the last uh, regional. Uh, the South Regional, you have the Virginia Cavaliers as the number one overall seed. Uh, also in there, you got Tennessee as the two. And, man, I'll tell you what, they're going to get – Columbus, Ohio is going to get an absolute uh, uh, hard hat special. Uh, in their second round game, if we can get those two teams locked up, you talk about a fist fight. Cincinnati, Tennessee will be an absolute great game. Must watch basketball game. I mean, I think it'll be blood on the floor. I think we're going to, it'll be like a UFC fight between those two. And I can't wait to watch it. Um, so I think Tennessee will find a way to, to, to give Cumberland issues. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be a, it's going to be a grinded out 40 minute game. Uh, is there anything you really like in that uh, South region and that really stands this, out to you? Yeah, this is my region where I just project and I'm predicting a lot of havoc. I got a lot of upsets here, and there's one team that I really, really like, and uh, a buddy that I talk a lot of college basketball with besides yourself is Chris Meredith and kind of pointed me out to the, the UC Irvine team where – they're really athletic, and they're very, very young, and they are in the top five in defensive rating in college basketball this year just based on, you know, some tendencies, and I love them in this region. I, I'm not a believer of Virginia. I think they're a system team. I don't think that they – I think UC Irvine has a chance to beat Virginia if they do meet up. Um you know, another team that kind of stands out to me is that Tennessee team. What are they going to do after losing the SEC championship? Are they going to, you know, bitch and moan and, and not be prepared to play? Or are they going to come back out and say, hey, 
we really are a top three team. We were ranked number one at one point in, in the season. Yeah, for a long time. But, yeah, for a long time. For a long time. And, and you know, we can still be that team and, and show signs of it. So, I, I like I, – but I really – going back to my UC Irvine, I really like them. I think – I think I like Oregon to upset Wisconsin in the first round. I do round. as well. I do as well. Um, and, Ethan, you know, yeah. if, if it's a UCI versus Oregon matchup, I'm going to take UCI all day. Um, I think the shortest guy that they're going to run out in their starting rotation is six foot nine. They got two seven footers. Their point guard is six nine. It kind of reminds me of my my seventy sixers when Ben Simmons is running the point at six ten. So I li- I like UC Irvine a lot. I got some big wins. I think they can do it. Um, and, and like I said, this this South Regional is not very. I don't think it's very hard at all. No, I don't either. I think uh, I think it, it, I think if Tennessee can get by Cincinnati. Uh, in that second round game, they're going to have smooth sailing until uh, I believe the final four. Um, I think Virginia's going to sputter. Uh, I know I was, I've been up and down on Virginia. I think they'll sputter. Uh, I, I also do think Oregon gets out of, gets out of, uh, out of that Wisconsin game alive. Uh, I do not have UC Irvine getting out. I think, I, I think if it's a different four team, I think Kansas state's just going to be too buttoned up uh, when it comes to playing the tournament. Uh, I think Bruce Weber does a phenomenal job of keeping those guys in line. Missing, uh, they're missing their best player though. Wade is out is what Dean they're Wade, saying. So, so, so Dean Wade is, is out. Okay. Yeah, he's that, out. That obviously, is, that obviously those reporters changes, are saying. Yeah, it's going to put a little a bit lot. more pressure on yeah. those guys. And they, I don't think they've played without him a lot this year, if at all. Yeah. So the, now, now I know they, I know they did play without him against the Iowa State in the in the Big Twelve uh, semifinal. Uh, right. He did not they have got boat Wade, race and there, they got correct? beat. Well, they got yeah. beat tight, but still, um, that that is huge. Dean Wade is a difference maker. But uh, uh, I think uh, Virginia will win a couple games, but I think gets knocked out somewhere along those lines. And I think Tennessee's going to figure out a way to get get back to the Final Four. Uh, and I'm actually going to have, you know, if you want to talk about the final four teams and who's going to win it, I've oh, got yeah. North, I've got North Carolina versus Team Zion part four, and uh, I think North Carolina is going to cut the nets down. Um, I'm actually on the wagon. I think I think they've shown that they can play with. That's I think that's the only team that's going to play with Duke if Duke can play their better game. Uh, the one thing that Duke, you know, that we all know that that Duke could. <laughs> could struggle with is if they don't shoot the outside shot well and, and run into a team that is absolutely on fire from the outside. Uh, we've seen yeah. it happen against Louisville, but Louisville will let anybody in the back door. Uh, so Louisville just let them back into that game. So if you can get them on the ropes early, you got to stomp on their neck and put them away. Cause it, you can't let them, if, they, if you let them crawl back in, they're going to make a run. You just got to hold, you know, hold the, uh, hold the tide off. So, uh, I have North Carolina and Duke uh, in the uh, championship game. And what do you have? I, I actually have Tennessee versus Duke. So I think a rematch from earlier this year. Um, and I have Tennessee cutting down the nets. And wow. I know that's going to shock a lot of wow. you guys. But, uh, look, it, it's all about who's hot and who who bounces back. I think Tennessee – ran into the hottest team in America, probably besides Team Zion. And, and Auburn, you know, just couldn't miss. They played good defense. Tennessee turned the ball over a lot, too, on Sunday. That's just not something that they do. Uh, so, 
I like Tennessee to, to upset teams Ion in the national championship. Very I nice. Got a lot of Tennessee fans out there. They're probably going to be shocked if they do listen in, but but hey, I'm I'm back on I'm back on the bandwagon, obviously, unless they're playing Auburn somehow. But I just don't see Auburn getting through UNC. Very nice, Mark. As always, pleasure having you on. We'll see you on Wednesday as we take the wheels up to Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks again, and thanks for all the listeners out there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at, at Jocks and Locks. Have a nice night. Thank <laughs> you.